Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're taking a look into the future, in the future of inflation, inflation of construction prices, and how this is going to play out over the next three years. There's no question that construction prices have come down in the past six months, and they continue to fall. This has been driven by the fall in lumber prices. Labor prices have also stabilized, and many subcontractors who have been forecasting no capacity for the next three years are in fact coming back on one knee asking for work. The pricing for construction subtrays varies widely. We've seen prices for heating, ventilation, and air conditioning increase during the pandemic. They're not going to fall at any point in the future. We've seen paint and steel and copper and fasteners all go up in price. And for the time being, those prices have stabilized. In fact, we've seen a decrease in the price of structural steel over the last 60 days. The question then becomes what will happen in the coming years? Can we forecast what will happen next and what can we do about it? Well, I believe the answer is yes, we can indeed predict what's going to happen. A lot of construction projects have been cancelled in the past year. These projects are sitting on the sidelines waiting for better market conditions. Maybe they're waiting for higher rents, lower capital costs. They're waiting for those better conditions. Any discussion of supply and demand requires a look at both headwinds and tailwinds. And one of my pet peeves are forecasts that are based on merely a single variable. Now we have an aging population and declining birth rates in the U.S. and Canada. The same is true in Europe. If there were no immigration, then population would be falling. Birth rates in the U.S. are at 1.6 per woman, 1.48 in Canada, 1.29 in Italy. None of these countries have enough fertility to maintain population. You need a fertility rate around 2.1 or higher just to keep population constant. The only way for these Western countries to maintain population constant or growing is through immigration. The growth rate is a matter of public immigration policy combined with, I suppose, the rate of illegal immigration, which is uncontrolled. All countries deal with both those official and unofficial numbers. Much of the immigration is putting the pressure on housing and housing affordability. A single policy change could alter that demand picture overnight. That is a risk. Immigration policy is set at the federal level, construction policy set at the state or provincial level, and ultimately implemented at the municipal level. For the time being, the supply side of existing homes is being limited by people holding on to their low interest rate loans. The supply side of new construction homes is down because of higher capital costs, and it's made those new homes less affordable. We've seen changing demand for housing. The number of adults living at home with parents is at an all-time high. Household formation is delayed and demand for starter homes is far beyond the supply of affordable starter homes. But as we said, the demand for housing is ultimately being driven by immigration, not demographics. Our domestic population is shrinking, so growth is a federal policy decision and housing demand is dependent on that immigration policy. Many in real estate seem to take our current immigration policy as a given, and after several decades of consistency in immigration policy, that might be a good assumption, but understand it is still a policy decision alone that's driving the demand for housing. Growing population is needed for economic growth, so it's still probably a good assumption, but an assumption nevertheless. The demand for construction labor in the medium term, as driven by immigration, is outstripping the supply of construction labor. Young people domestically are not entering the trades at a rate that would replace the rate at which older construction workers are retiring. I don't have U.S. statistics, but in Canada, less than 2% of immigrants go into skilled trades for construction. And that's intentional. 
The point system that the government uses to qualify landed immigrants does not favor those skills despite the fact that we desperately need them. The problem is we have many more homes to be built than we have people to build them. And for now, during this economic downturn, it's not showing up as a problem. But once interest rates drop and the economy comes out of this downturn, whatever that's going to look like, the demand for labor will far exceed the supply. We're going to return to an environment of rising labor costs for construction, which in turn will increase the cost of construction. So while construction prices have stabilized, we can predict that in the future, we will return to an environment of rising construction cost. We're also seeing it now in terms of lengthening timelines for projects to complete. It's due to labor shortages. Some high-volume builders have recognized this fact, and they've resorted to building homes in a factory environment. That reduces the labor requirement significantly. It also reduces the skills required to complete a home. You don't need licensed electricians in a factory environment. You only need them for the final hookup. It also reduces the time to complete a new home. Now, it might not reduce the cost significantly in today's environment compared with a stick build on site, but if you own the factory and you consider that labor prices will increase again soon, a factory-built system could be a huge competitive advantage in the coming years. The benefits will be higher construction quality, lower labor costs, year-round consistency regardless of weather, and shorter timelines to production. Regardless what happens to general inflation metrics, the next 12 months might be a unique opportunity to lock in a temporary slowdown in construction prices. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.